The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back, guys. Okay, so let's talk about Thrive. So my order just came in, and guess what I got this time? I got masks. If we're getting specific, I got sheet masks. So you guys know I love a good sheet mask. I mean, who doesn't? Even Michael does. The one that I like is the vitamin C filled one, okay? So you want to make sure that you get the orange one if you're going to order off Thrive. I like the orange one specifically because of my hyperpigmentation and brown mustache situation. It's not great. Uh, The vitamin C one's filled with antioxidants and it makes your skin look all glowy and radiant. The one that I like also brightens and tightens, so you'll notice a difference immediately. Like literally, you'll put it on and take it off and you can see that your skin is visibly tighter. It also smells good, and it's filled with tangerine, turmeric, and fruit stem cells, which we love. The exact brand that I get is Andalou, okay? It's A-N-D-A-L-O-U, and if I'm being honest, lately I've been wearing my sheet mask in the car while Michael's driving, so efficient. Uh, Everyone's raving about this mask. It's a specific orange mask, so go fill your cart up with sheet masks, and you guys are going to get them for free. I'm going to tell you how, okay? So for those of you who aren't familiar with Thrive, Thrive Market is a one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, household supplies, and beauty products. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts out the middleman. Thrive Market is offering all TSC him and her listeners $60 in free groceries and free shipping with a one-month trial when you go to thrivemarket.com skinny. The thing I love about Thrive is I can grab my Annie's mac and cheese while adding rose mist spray to my cart, and I can also throw in some vitamin C masks. Everything's super curated, so you know you're getting the best of the best. The categories are really organized. There's a paleo section, a gluten-free section, health, babies, pets, snacks, beauty, etc. We talk about Thrive all the time on the podcast because it's our absolute favorite. So I like to be strategic with my time. I hate wasting time and Thrive saves you time. So I order my Thrive. It arrives to my doorstep. The whole thing is quick and easy, just how we like it. Honestly, everyone should order off Thrive. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. I'm telling you guys, fill your card up with that brightening, tightening sheet mask. Get a lot, get the orange one. You'll love them and you'll have vibrant, radiant, beautiful skin. This episode is also brought to you by one of my new favorites, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. Yes, 20,000. It's a ton. I'm currently using the platform to learn After Effects, which is the platform that creates all of our Instagram stories and motion graphics. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. So if you want to get better at something or you want to learn about something new, Skillshare is the tool for you. Think of it as the Netflix for learning skills. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. Yes, that's right. Skillshare is offering Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. If you don't have 99 cents to better yourself, I don't know what to tell you. And I also don't know why you're listening to this show. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com skinny. Again, go to Skillshare.com skinny to start your two months of learning now. That's Skillshare.com skinny. Let's get into the show. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha!
So hormonal acne is when you have internally, it basically causes breakouts underneath the surface of your skin. So it's not really a result of you touching your face or having bacteria on your face. It's really internal coming out. And so it's hard to control. Like a lot of women have it during around their period. That's when their hormones go out of whack and then they experience breakouts. And you, normally you have hormonal acne when it's on your chin or your cheek area. Those, so anyone that gets reoccurring pimples in those areas that are painful underneath the skin, that is hormonal acne. Is it a diet thing or? It is no. sometimes affected by diet, coffee, um, milk, sometimes it, it depends on person to person, but you could just suddenly get, you could have clear skin your entire life and then suddenly when you hit a certain age or 27, 32, you could just get it. So how do you prevent it or how do you stop so it? So chemical exfoliants are really important for that and then um, cleansing thoroughly and those pimple patches really do help a lot. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining. That clip was from our guest of the show today. Her name is Charlotte Cho, and she's the creator and founder of SoCo Glam. On this episode, we discuss Korean beauty, hormonal acne, skincare, what Americans are missing for their skincare routine, entrepreneurship, morning and evening beauty routines, and plastic surgery. For those of you who are new, I'm Lauren Everett. I'm the creator of The Skinny Confidential, which is a blog, a brand, a book, and a podcast. And I can't believe you took my Matthew McConaughey line. Okay, Michael. You, you're, you didn't trademark that. Fine. But <laughs> I don't know if McConaughey did either, but I can't believe you just came in hot and took it. I had one thing going from me on here. I love stealing shit from you. Oh, I forgot my introduction. And I'm Michael Bostick. I'm an entrepreneur and business operator, specialized in brand building and direct to consumer marketing over the last 10 years. Most recently signed on as the CEO of our new podcast network, Dear Media. I'm really excited because uh, we have a lot of new shows that are getting ready to jump on the network and I'm excited to announce them soon. So Lauren, what's going on? What are you doing with your leg there? I haven't shaved my legs. Uh, in pi- <laughs> uh, what's going on there? <laughs> I haven't shaved my legs in literally two Are your two legs weeks. hairier no, than I'll, mine right now? I'll explain why. So when we went down to Cabo, I got eaten by like 800 bugs and I haven't shaved my legs. My hair is like five inches Yeah, long. I know. I just saw that. I don't, I'm don't. i terrified. Does this turn you on? Babe, that's not nice. You should say that it does. <laughs> it looks like you're wearing fur boots. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> They're almost as long as your eyebrows. Listen. I know you like European things, but let's 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 shave that thing up. I'd love a prosciutto and melon plate with my hairy legs, if we're being honest. Um, Is your tip of the week sh- something with shaving the legs? No, you, maybe God. that should be my tip of the week for you. I'm gonna use your razor. All right, Lauren. What else is going on besides <laughs> the lack of hygiene? <laughs> um. So I had such bad anxiety last week. I had it for five days and I asked you guys your tips on Instagram. And if you haven't checked out the Instagram post where I asked you guys for advice, you should because there's so many good tricks on that post. Um, I I learned so many different things. I I mean, I have a weighted blanket in my Amazon cart now. So we'll see how that goes. I've, I've heard those things are really good. Yeah. Sometimes I just get really, really, really bad anxiety and I feel like I need to do a podcast on it. Uh, Michael has experienced anxiety as well. And, and is experiencing it. Why? Because of my legs? <laughs> that's one of the, that's just a, a, a piling on of my ultimate. Let's, I don't want to harp the leg thing. People have heard enough of the leg <laughs> thing. I've seen enough of the leg thing. Should I Instagram my legs? Yeah, I've... Babe, that's nice. You should put it on your feed. Okay, so yeah, definitely check out the post. It's a picture. It's like a mirror picture of me wearing black, a black Woodford bodysuit and Levi jeans. And there is so much good information from the community. 
I'm really trying to start really using Instagram as more of a place where the community can connect instead of just getting comments that say, love it, cute, beautiful, gorgeous, loves it, heart. Great, hairy, really hairy, (laughs) extra hairy. Trim your leg hair. Um, So it's been really cool to use the comment section as a way for you guys to network with each other and, you know, share different uh, advice, tips, tricks, whatever. Kind of like the Facebook group a little bit. Speaking of valuable information, so who has heard of Skillshare? It's one of my new favorite platforms online. Lauren and I have been using it. Think Netflix for learning skills. There are over 20,000 online courses um, and classes that are taught by people just like you and me that are experts in particular skills. Um, So they have courses on design. Think Photoshop, photography, Instagram for all you influencers and creatives. They have business courses, marketing courses. You want to learn how to advertise online on Facebook. Facebook or Google or Instagram for your Etsy shop or your new e-com store. They'll teach you how to do it. Um, They have courses on how to build personal brands, technology, and more. I am actually currently taking a class called Introduction to Adobe After Effects, Getting Started with Motion Graphics by a guy named Evan Abrams. Evan, shout out. What's up? Thanks for the course. And for those of you that follow Lauren and I's social channels and see the cool graphics with motions in our stories, you know, the ones that, you know, it's either announcing the new podcast or it's announcing a new blog post for Lauren or whatever, like video clip or how to listen. Hum the song. Well, Taylor does a few songs. I've got a few different songs. And so we, um, that's all done from Adobe After Effects. So Gary V's team, and Gary V's been on this show, many of you know him, like unless you're living under a rock, and D-Rock specifically were the ones that turned us onto it in the first place. If you ever look at his social accounts and see all those crazy graphics, those motion graphics that he uses, um, it's with Adobe After Effects. So this is great for you know anybody that's got an online creative brand, if you're an influencer and you want to capitalize on stories. You have to use this if you're an influencer. It's so important to evolve. Yeah, and if you're, you know, even if you've been on Snapchat and you've seen like the Snap stories, that's all from After Effects, right? So... It's a lot of people think like it's an app, but it's not. It's a it's a it's called After Effects, and it's actually the same company that makes Photoshop and Premiere. So it's not the easiest thing to learn, which is why I needed to take the course. So I love Skillshare because it's really for anyone that's trying to better themselves, get better at their job or their own professional skill set. Taylor, who everyone knows from this show, actually learned how to become an expert at After Effects, taking if some Taylor courses. Taylor can do it, so can you. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> If he can do it, so can you. But no, he is really adept at all that kind of stuff. He always has been. But he did take, to, to bring it to the next level, he took a Skillshare course, and I'm now taking the b- beginner one. So you want to start a side hustle or just explore a new passion like photography, video editing, Skillshare has a course for you. So join the millions of students, including myself, that are learning on Skillshare today with special offer just for our listeners. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com skinny. Again, that's Skillshare.com skinny to start your two months of learning now. Skillshare.com skinny. Good luck, guys. Okay, so let's get into the interview with Charlotte Cho. Before I get into her details, I want to tell you guys why we decided to interview Charlotte. Think of it as why we thought she would provide value to the audience. For one thing, she saw a problem and she sought out a solution. So she's extremely entrepreneurial. For two, Charlotte is an expert on skin, someone who we can all learn from. You know we love skin tips. And for three, she saw a void in the market and worked her ass off to create her own future. 
little bit of background on Charlotte. She's a California native who moved halfway around the world to South Korea. There she discovered that Koreans have a skin first philosophy. She went on to earn an esthetician license and brought the best of both worlds, Western and Korean practices to skincare. Seeing a void in the market, this led her and her husband to found Soko Glam in 2012. They wanted to help people discover Korean skincare, beauty trends, and cosmetics. Based in New York City, the SoCo Glam team regularly travels to Korea to scour the market for skincare and makeup. And they're known for popularizing the 10-step Korean skincare routine in the West. SoCo Glam has been featured in major publications, including the New York Times, Vogue, Allure, Into the Gloss, and more. She has a blog called The Clog and a book called The Little Book of Skincare, Korean Beauty Secrets for Healthy Glowing Skin. I was recommended to check out Charlotte through you guys, actually through the Skinny Confidential Secret Facebook group. So thanks for your recommendations. And with that, let's get right into the interview. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. All right, Charlotte, let's get the background. Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? So I actually grew up in Southern California. Okay. In uh, the LA area. Uh, And I basically had a very typical childhood growing up in Southern California, went to elementary, high school here, and I even went to college at UC Irvine. Um, Then I had an awesome opportunity to leave everything here and go to South Korea and work and live in Seoul, uh, working for the company Samsung. Okay. It was a typical childhood. Any any standout memories or anything like... Well, I always refer back to this when I talk about skincare and Soko Glam because I actually grew up without a skincare routine. Never knew the importance importance of it. I basically cared a lot about designer jeans and lip glosses compared to skincare. And I thought that skincare was something that I would have to worry about when I'm older. Um, And it just seemed like a chore. And the only reason why I'd actually started dabbling in skincare is because I had some acne in high school and I wanted to get rid of it and I would just go to the drugstore and I didn't know what to do and I was very clueless about it, but I would just pick up whatever stood out to me on the shelves and I based it on packaging, I didn't base it on ingredients and I just went with it. And when it burned and stung my skin, I thought that it was working. And I think that's what all my friends thought. And so when I look back at that, I just realized how uneducated I was and how there was not that much information out there about skincare, even when even when I think about the magazines I read as a kid, they didn't really talk about skincare. If you could go back to your younger self and tell yourself something to do, what would you tell yourself? I would, I would tell myself to try to get educated and realize that this is something that um, doesn't have to be a chore and it, it can be fun. You just need to find the right kind of information out there. And I think now things have changed a lot, obviously. People are really into wellness and skincare and taking care of their body and becoming educated on their own. They don't rely on people behind a counter to pick out their skincare products. They'll do all their research before they enter the shops. Um, that's, that's I think, great because it's great for consumers to be more educated. And I think that's what made Korean Beauty so amazing. Uh, everyone in Korea is so savvy with their skincare ingredients. They know exactly what works for them. They know what skin type 
what they are. Um, they love sharing their tips with their friends, and skincare is part of their daily conversation when they meet up for brunch. And it's just so. It's just that's their world. Skin- I'm moving to Korea. <laughs> that's it. I want to go to brunch and talk about skincare. I don't ask for much, Michael. So speaking of Korea, you mentioned that you made a move to Korea from California. What were the circumstances behind that move, and when when did you make it? Well, it was after college. Um, I had an opportunity to apply for this job and I thought I wasn't gonna get it. It was just more like a crapshoot. And I wanted to kind of learn more about the language and the culture because I grew up in California, but my both of my parents are Korean and they immigrated to California 40 years ago. And I thought it was an awesome opportunity to just do something different. And I w- always felt like I was a big city girl. No offense, but I don't think LA is much of a big city. We were I, talking about this other <laughs> day. Taken, taken. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a hybrid, right? It's weird. Yeah. It's like you're, you're in a big city, but it doesn't feel like a big city because it's all spread out. Right. And uh, I wanted that big city feel and so I was thinking either moving to New York City or going to go somewhere crazy like different country like Seoul and so when I got the opportunity I jumped at the chance you know I was young didn't have any attachments didn't have anything to worry about no bills to pay I just out of college and I was like I'm gonna go for it. When did you start to see that there was this crazy obsession with skincare in Korea? Well, right away, actually, because there are skincare shops in the subway stations. There's um, uh, literally it's like Starbucks in California or like, in yeah, at every corner. Um, Wait, you, you moving? No, for my honeymoon <laughs> that I still haven't gone on, I'd like to go to Korea. Your, your whole life's a honeymoon. Right? <laughs> this is a banter I love when spouses <laughs> work oh, together. Yeah. Well, be careful what you be careful what you wish for. Yeah. So when did you start to see that there was a business here? Well, honestly, I just went to Korea, became friends with a bunch of Korean women. Told They told me exactly what to do, what to use. They were shocked that I never heard of an essence. They were shocked that I've never gotten my whole body exfoliated. All of these things that they took for granted, they were just like, they saw me as like this animal in a cage. They're like, what? You've never, you've never used a hydrating toner before? You've never done this? And I'm like, no, should I have known? I mean, I'm so young. Like, I was 23 when I went over there. I was like, I don't really think about skincare I think about makeup Um, and so they kind of took me under their wing taught me everything I needed to know and I became obsessed and it was so fun to explore all these beauty shops see all of this amazing packaging and all these innovations and so then I got hooked and I would tell my friends back at home oh my gosh I love this stuff you should see how what it did to my skin and I'm really into this and people got into it just because I was evangelizing about it from Korea and they're like okay next time you come to California you have to bring me this and that and they they got into it too but there was no access to it and so I mean it really there was really no business idea like from the start it was more like just a passion project where I was like oh man people really want to know about this and they can't get their hands on it it's really overpriced if they can find it in like these Korean grocery stores and there's not even proper labeling done for the the products because they just I don't know how they're bringing it over but they're not bringing it over officially I think and so um, I said, oh, that'd be kind of cool if I created this little curated shop. It's kind of like an Etsy store, something very simple, and told my, my husband about it. Um, and he was like, oh, that's kind of a good idea, but nothing really happened because we were still living in Korea, and I ended up staying in Korea for five years. Um, and then so my husband finally decided we got to move back to the States. I'm going to go to grad school. And so that's when my world like crashed because I had loved living in Korea for so much and I was so devastated that I would have to leave Korea after spending five years there and having all these friends and having the time of my life. Um, 
And I would, I was crying. I was like, I don't want to leave. There's nothing that really ties us to Korea anymore because all our family members, our cousins, and everyone are pretty much based in California. So why would we go visit anymore? Other, we would want to visit places we've never been if we go on vacation. And so uh, I said, there's nothing to tie us back to Korea. And so one of the things that I thought about was, okay, maybe I could stay on top of all the trends and I could really be connected to Korea if we start something that really ties my passion and bring we bring it to the U.S. And so that was obviously skincare and Korean beauty. Uh, and there's really no one talking about it in the U.S. in the way that we hear about Korean beauty now. Now it's featured in almost every magazine, like every Everybody's talking about it. You could see Korean beauty in Bloomingdale's and Sephora. There's an, an entire wall at Sephora. So it's changed a lot, obviously, dramatically in the past three to four years. What do you consider the foundations of Korean beauty? So a lot of, pe- a lot of people ask me this, and I think it's basically the fact that they're very hyper-innovative. They, they love trying new products, and they're very risk-averse. So or I mean, sorry, they don't care about taking any risks. They're just willing to try anything. And I feel like in the US or Western cosmetics, they are very, they're very cautious and they take like two to three years before they p- pull out a product. Like, you mean like regulation, like regulated or? No, yeah, it's regulated. But I mean, in terms of packaging, the way that, for example, when you think of a regular cleanser, you think it comes out in a little pump or it's in a bar of soap. But in Korea, they're like, let's put it in a stick. And so they're just willing to try things even though it's not traditional. Um, and so um, Korean brands are quick to market. Within six months, they'll pull out a product. And then it, when you look at Western companies and if you do the research behind that industry, it takes two to three years. And by then, you don't even know if that's going to be popular. So it's kind of like a crapshoot. But in Korea, they're just like, go, go, go. Let's just try. Let's do something new. And and as I was explaining earlier, Korean women are so savvy about their skincare. They have to make a good product. Otherwise, they're not going to survive. Korean women will be not fooled by any of that marketing. They know their skin type. They know what works for them. They, they're they just really on top of it. So Korean cosmetic companies are on top of it themselves because they have to be to is survive. There, is there like a staple ingredient or like a, a core of ingredients that they, that they keep going back to? Well, they're really into gentle, natural ingredients. They love using like honey. They love using green tea extract and they put high concentrations of it. So it's really effective. Um, and the price point, again, for Korean beauty is really affordable. So that's what I think really helped Korean beauty become popular quickly in the States. Because I think before Korean beauty it was more like you either get the really, really cheap stuff at your drugstore or like, I don't know, CVS or what what are the stores here? No, <laughs> CVS, CVS are Walgreens, or Rite Aid. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you have to yeah. go like La Mer. There was no kind yes, of middle ground. Exactly. And so I think that really helped cement Korean beauty and make it more than a trend. It's now like in every retailer now because people are like, wow, I love this price point. I could tell I'm getting quality stuff. It's really fun and exciting to discover these products and it's affordable enough for me to try it. And then, yeah, now it's an opportunity for Korean beauty to kind of like cement themselves in this like sweet spot. But now there's a lot of competition because there are, people are coming in going, okay, let's play this game. <laughs> so at this point, what are we missing in America? Well, in terms of like what, what they have over there that we don't have, is there things that we don't have access to due to regulations or is it things that are just not being manufactured here or produced here or sent here? Like, right. Um, so it's changing so rapidly because Korean beauty kind of like exploded and then all these cosmetic companies were like, whoa, what just happened? And so now Western companies are being faster to market. They're going to Korea all the time to explore the innovations and bring it themselves. They are really changing rapidly. And I think that's a good thing because now everyone in the U.S. that were loving the innovations in Korea are saying, 
oh wow other brands are doing it too and now it's making everyone become very competitive i would attribute a lot of that to social media right yes because people we didn't know and all of a sudden we're seeing sheet Mm -hmm. masks pop up in our feed Mm -hmm. like six years ago and everyone's starting to get curious which is really cool totally korean beauty was meant to be born digitally that's like one of the things that it was that intersection of yes there's all this cool stuff happening but if there was no social media it would have never been on anyone's radar how important is social media to your brand? Oh, it's so important because we were so education focused. Soko Glam, for those of you who are new to Soko Glam, it's a curated site. So um, everything that we have on Soko Glam is, is touched and tested by me and a whole entire curation team because it's not just about my skin type, but other people's skin types. And um, we thoroughly vet all these products that come to our site. We have over 35 brands now. Um, and what's really f- um great about that experience is that we're very trusted people know that okay when soko glam has a drop people are gonna love it and we get amazing rave reviews hundreds and hundreds of reviews on our site because our community is so into giving back giving feedback um sorry now i'm getting lost on what your original question was oh how important was social media yeah so we're so focused on telling that story because traditionally a regular company they're not able to tell you like hey this is why i curated this product this is why i thought it was so special and what made it stand out that story gets lost like traditional advertising you think like a, a page in like a lure magazine you're never going to be able to tell those in-depth stories but with social media there's so many platforms you can tell those stories like i'll do a youtube video every month talking about my monthly curation and why each product is so special and it's free it's like we literally film it in our in our supply closet and it just takes like two hours and the quick editing job and we're not really fancy with our stuff but it gets the job done and we get that message out there traditionally retailers wouldn't be able to do that if they didn't have social media no one would be able to watch it so there's so many reasons why like we're able to communicate with our community so often so frequently and tell all these cool stories and tell all these things that make them feel emotionally connected to us like it's it's great we love it we love that two-way communication and social media makes it possible so let's let's talk about soko how did you start the business so earlier i was explaining that we had this moment where like oh we're leaving korea we want to stay connected and i'm personally super passionate about korean beauty i know people my friends are so i want to be that bridge i want to be that gap so i mean i want to bridge that gap and so we decided okay let's just start this little store and it's so easy nowadays to set up a store you you know there's etsy there's all these like platforms where literally within 24 hours you can just take pictures, upload it, drag and drop, and then you're live. So no excuses to anyone that has an idea to start a store. Honestly. That's how easy it is, guys. It's even easier a, now. Yeah, they want to do an episode soon on how to set up Shopify site. It's, mm. it's been requested. It's so easy. Yeah. And I, back then, there was like even less options, and it was still easy. But we weren't looking to make, oh, this is a this is a proven business model. We're going to be rich with, if we do this. It's more like, oh, this is going to be fun, like creative side project. And my husband's in- interested in business. He was like, and he's into skincare. You should see it's skin. It's amazing. It's like 10 step routine. But um, <laughs> we should talk about that soon. <laughs> I'm getting put on blast. I'm getting the stare down here. Um, but yeah, it, it really was easy. And we were just kind of personally passionate about doing something on the side. And then we he moved to New York. We moved to New York. And we were like, okay, well, I had to quit my job at Samsung. So I'm kind of forced into this like entrepreneur, you know, lifestyle. And I wasn't looking for a job. And it was perfect timing to just kind of try something. And then um, I was in the back of my head worried because we were living in New York City, the most expensive city in the world. And 
not both of us not pulling an income i was we were both living on our savings dave was going to columbia which is so expensive and we i was getting nervous like i can't just do this creative project on the side and live in new york city i need to find a job so i was still pulling taking uh, sending out my resume and then um basically dave sat me down and said like if your half of your mind is still thinking about finding a job, you're not giving Sogo Glam 100%. I love Dave. Yeah, you should meet him. Oh my God. Dave with his 10 step routine yeah. and, his, and his Columbia degree. You know, yes. Yeah, and he's that was the most valuable piece of advice because it's so true. And anyone who's looking to like start something and saying, like, oh, well, I'll do it on the side, it's true. If you don't give yourself 100%, then you're literally saying this is not going to be successful. Because if you don't give 100%, it's not going to be successful. So he's like, just in one year, just give it 100%. Don't even think about putting your resume out there. Just give it your all. And then in a year, reevaluate. It's not, sometimes it's not meant to work out, right? So I'm not saying like you just keep doing it until like you're homeless or anything like that. But, you know, let's just reevaluate after a year. And then if it's not going to work out, then you just start looking for a job. A lot of successful entrepreneurs have come on this show and they, they always talk about something similar, which is intention. Yes. It sounded like your intention wasn't just to make money. It was to oh. provide oh, yeah. really great products. Can you kind of speak on that with what your intention was when you first started? Yeah, it was completely a passion project. Again, no one knew what Korean beauty was in the US. No one was talking about it in a meaningful way. Everyone was confused about what it meant. And there was just really just my passion to kind of share what I learned. And I knew how important it was for me to like see my skin improve and what it did for my confidence. And that was such a cool experience. And I was just passionate about Korea and what Korea has to offer. Cause I was like, wow, this stuff doesn't even exist in the U S right now. And so I felt like it was a cool opportunity to talk about it. And truly that was what motivated us. And in the end, it still motivates us today. And I think it's, it is important to have true passion behind a brand or a product and I, when I see other pro or other brands that are succeeding in the marketplace I do hear the, the founder stories and I'm just I feel connected to that because if you are motivated by a, just making a bunch of money I feel like the company can go in different ways that are not productive or not good for the brand and I think that's why when a company buys out a brand it does lose its flavor because the person behind it is more interested in the top line revenue or they're interested in those kind of numbers versus like the passion behind it. So you work with your husband and he's still involved in day to day with you. Oh yes. For the very beginning. What's the dynamic there? So in the beginning we were just both doing everything, packaging boxes, doing all everything, answering customer service inquiries. And then now it's, we've grown to a team of over 35. And so now we're kind of segmented where he, he's a CEO. He's kind of like the mastermind behind everything. And it's great because he's from the military. He went to West Point. So he has management background and he understands what it's, how important it is to build culture and build a team. And then I'm more on the creative side. I'm more, you know, talking about the products and curating and doing more of the marketing behind it and talking about um, why it's so special. And so we're kind of separated in that way. I want to do kind of a plot twist here and <laughs> talk about plastic surgery in Korea, because mm -hmm. I know it's very, very popular mm -hmm. there. Yes. It's almost different, I think, than the United States. Can you tell the audience of how it differs from Korea to California, maybe? Well, I haven't lived in California for so long, so I don't know. Or New York, yeah. just the United States, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So Korea is known to be the capital of plastic surgery. <laughs> they have clinics everywhere. Um, they they have like busloads of people from Asia that come to Korea because it's kind of like medical tourism. 
And um, it's kind of a bit crazy. It's kind of intense because people are so interested in putting their best face forward, literally. Uh, it's a very competitive society. I don't know if you know the history of Korea, but Korea rose from like third world country status to now they're like one of the top economies of the world in just a short amount of time. And in order to get there, they had to work very, very hard. Um, and so one of, I think the downsides of that is how competitive it is. And so when they're looking for jobs, when they're trying to get... It progress they feel that they have to be perfect honestly like i i remember when i first went to work at samsung people's english capability it was pretty good they were pretty fluent but they were so embarrassed to speak with me because they're like oh she's native english speaker and i'm not perfect and i feel embarrassed if i make like one grammatical error and i was like you guys are amazing you've never even been to the u.s or anywhere that speaks english and you're you learned it yourself like through tutoring classes and i'm like you're amazing. You should just speak English to me. And they would be so concerned about that. And so I see that reflected in like, you know, the way you look and everything. So there is a little a little bit of pressure. Someone told me, and I, this may be wrong, that sometimes you go to a clinic and you get your whole entire face redone and <laughs> you're in like basically not a body cast, but like a whole face cast. Is this true or is this kind of stereotypical? I think that could be exaggerated. It's I think exaggerated. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it exists. There's like, I never want to say never, but I'm sure it exists. But I don't. It's not like I see that. It's not like everyone's walking around with a face cast. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we st- so we have to go. We have to go for a honeymoon. <laughs> I, I, it's I, really affordable there, and I think that's why people go there. Medical tourism. It's like top notch. You got the best doctors, best um, facilities, and then it's really inexpensive so that's why a lot of people might be f- time for me to get a new face <laughs> switch this old thing out could be fun in yeah. the bedroom you know just <laughs> <laughs> just completely turn into a different person so i am absolutely obsessive about staying out of the sun oh yes next level i do not like the sun and that sort of stems from my mom was obsessed with sunscreen but then i got hyperpigmentation all over my face and a brown mustache and so it forced me (laughs) to stay out of the sun when i was like 21 which was awesome because now i can see that you're reaping the benefits yeah i know that a lot of people in korea wear like sun masks and all these different things can you give us some like things that that they do there that we can do here is there is there gloves like i want the whole i want the whole shebang yeah i want to show you something um start writing this down for christmas this is a a oh my god i need that you guys it's like this visor that covers the whole entire face and neck it looks like a like a lamp it it does Mm -hmm. and it actually looks pretty chic it's like looks obsessed you should see it like that picture you could see right through it but when you actually look at from different angles it looks like you're just a robot it's like silver all around you guys i'll post this on my instagram story when the episode goes live and where'd you get this so we can all buy it it's on amazon it's on it's actually not even mine my friend was obsessed with it and when i was in san francisco she showed me it and i was like oh my god this is awesome such high quality for 20 bucks and it really does protect your entire face like you're actually not supposed to drive with it on it's illegal because it's covering your face like well, because it's like you're that in sounds a, like a, my kind of thing though yeah but if you walk around walk your dog i don't know it'd be awesome if you i have driving gloves i wore a sun awesome. mask it was like a ski you should mask. just get one of those hazmat suits you know, tell, tell <laughs> charlotte <laughs> the mask that i wore in cabo with the two little holes okay, so, uh, it's it's too much right? no she's, i have my car windows she tinted. Look like a bank robber no i'm just i think <laughs> we get enough incidental sun exposure when it's we get so out true. of our car to go to the grocery store that i just don't want to be in the sun i find it yeah. so aging it's it's so true and i mean i'm an esthetician and everyone talks about how sunscreen is literally the best anti-aging cream that you could buy so that's really like the core thing you need what's your favorite sunscreen 
It's called the Neogen Daylight Sunscreen. It's one of our popular. It's most one of our most expensive on Sokoglam, which is like thirty dollars. Um, but it's still one of our best sellers. What is it called? It's called Neogen Daylight Sunscreen. Okay. Yeah. What, I'm gonna look what's at some advice you hear when it comes to skincare that you don't agree with? Hmm. So much misinformation out there. So much. Like I'm actually. Um, I get this question all the time. Like, oh, can you suggest any chemical-free products? And it's such a funny statement because it's like, you know, our whole body's made up of hundreds and hundreds of chemicals. So what do you mean exactly by chemical-free? And then another thing um, people get kind of really obsessed about is like the whole natural concept. And they're like, I want only natural products. Um, I want something that's completely plant-based or something. And in their minds, they think it's better for you because it's natural, but poison ivy is also natural you know like so that blanket statement it doesn't really apply to skincare you really need to understand the science behind your skin in order for those products to be effective it needs certain ingredients and they're not a lot of ingredients have been demonized like honestly i don't know how you feel about this but parabens they've been very very demonized because one person said something and it just like spread throughout the industry and every if you talk to any r&d person cosmetic scientists they're like we don't know why people are so afraid of it but cosmetic companies are actually forced to take it out of their products now because of consumer behavior. Okay, three, what do you mean they're forced? Like they're regulated to take this no, out? No, they're just... Because people... No one wants to buy it because yeah. they're like, oh, it has parabens and they are it's now... It's like a marketing ploy It's now. a marketing ploy. It, there's yeah. a lot of marketing done behind it's natural and actually isn't even better for you, but they just do it because people want it. So it's, it's about education in the end. Three products that everyone has to have. Ooh. You have to pick. There's a gun to your head. <laughs> and Literal we, gun to we your want, head. We want specifics. Okay. Um, it, like, why? Tell me every detail of why we need it. You just it. went so extreme with that. There's a gun to your head. <laughs> I know. I would, like, lose that because there's so many products that I love. Robert comes in your house and puts a gun to your head and says, I need to know the best skincare regimen. <laughs> okay. Well, um, one is, I have to say that um, the Coasterx Acne Pimple Master Patches, because I deal with hormone acne, you could see one right here, it's like really raging right now, and the pimple patches are great for that, and I know a lot of people deal with hormonal acne, it's like such a huge concern, I just had an event yesterday, almost everyone talked about how they are dealing with hormonal acne, and they're like around 25 to 35, so that's one of my uh, favorite products. Um, The... Sonam Park Beauty Water is amazing. Beauty water? Yeah. What's that? It's this micellar water. It's a cleansing toner, and it really removes everything so gently, and it also tones the skin, and every it's one of our best sellers. And another product uh, is a Neogen sunscreen, that daylight sunscreen everyone loves, and I use it every day, and it's just a great way to moisturize your skin and then protect. The real question, though, yeah. how does the sunscreen lay underneath your makeup? That's the most important That's thing That's true. For me. I actually don't put heavy makeup, so I prefer it because it's more like this moisturizer. And, okay. But maybe if you are using a lot of makeup, it, it would not be the best sunscreen for it. Do you bring it down to your neck, your chest, your shoulders, your yeah, hands? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about Michael's skincare routine. Oh yeah. I'm oh, excited. Great. So great. when did this get when did this happen? No, um, I just No, no, no. It's it's for anyone out there that's wondering how to get your husband or boyfriend into skincare is you manipulate the situation. So you put on like <laughs> an eye cream and you say, "Oh, 
my eyes are so much less puffier than they were yesterday because of this eye cream. And the next day you cleanse your face and you say, oh, my skin is so tight and feels so refreshed. And you just keep saying this, like conditioning right, right. over and oh over. Oh my God. Well, listen, I have an advantage because you'd have to be a real dumb shit to, at this point for me to, after speaking to so many skin experts and beauty experts, to not have a little bit of it rub off on you, right? Like, because I'm sitting there like, huh, like maybe The next I, thing you know, your hand's in the cream jar. Maybe, That's yeah. so but, but listen, I've talked about it before openly and I like it. It makes me, it feels nice, right? Like, I I don't think a lot of men grow up knowing that you're supposed to do anything with your skin. Do right? you see a difference though? Oh yeah. yeah. I looked like an old weathered saddle before this. Now oh I'm just like glowing. Just, yeah. I look he like glows I'm, every night. Look like I've been ridden hard and put away wet too many times. You know, that's a <laughs> small Western term there. Um, but yeah, so now I feel like I, it's improving, right? Yeah. But um, that's amazing. And honestly, when you see the results. You can't go back. And once you get that compliment. I'm not at 10 steps yet, though. No, honestly, you don't. That whole 10 step thing is honestly like, it's if not. If I own I the skincare line, I might. <laughs> yeah. I just think that that got a little bit um, blown out of the water when people were talking about 10 steps. It's more about when I first introduced that concept four years ago, I, I was talking about how Korean women have so many products on their vanity. They have a toner, an essence, and sunscreen, and all this stuff, and about 10 products, 10 steps. Not that they use it every night or every morning. It's really just about what is your skin looking like today? One time you'll have acne, one time you will have clear skin, and you're worried more about brightening your skin. You have like four or five products that you choose. Yes, some people out there definitely use 10, and there's been times on a weekend where I have plenty of time to do 10 steps, and I'll do it. But not if there's no rule. It really depends on your skin type and skin concerns. Okay, so say we have a listener out there that's married and she wants to get her weathered, old, pruny, raisin husband into skincare. <laughs> How would you recommend, like, what, what would you give him to start with? Would you start with a cleanser? Would you start with an essence? Would you throw him a beauty water? Would you do something while he's sleeping? Like, where yeah. do we start? I, I mean, I think your idea was amazing. It's genius. I feel like I got introduced to things. Like, it wasn't like, hey, take these six products. Yes, and it, that's it was too like much. one thing at a time. And yeah. then I was like, oh, I could use this in the shower. And I was like, oh, I could use this thing for my eyes. And I was like, oh, I use this moisturizer. Oh, sunscreen. Yeah. And so then now it just became natural. Yeah, right? he does a cleanse. He does a serum. He yeah. does an eye cream. Wow. Um, you got cameras set up or what? <laughs> yeah, I know everything. He does oils. Oh, wow. He loves oils. Um, what was like the product that really made you change your mind about skincare? Um, Dr. Dennis. It was a Dr. Dennis. So we interviewed him on the show and I had really bad um, under eye circles, mm. right? Black eyes. And um, I've broken my nose a few times in the past. So I don't know if that was part of it or maybe it's like yeah. malnourished from like not eating enough vegetables, whatever it was. Yeah. It didn't Ooh. look good. Right? It didn't, <laughs> didn't look great, Let's right? Let's get you a green um, smoothie. And so he gave me this vitamin C um, okay. like under oh. eye thing. And so I was like, oh shit, my eyes don't look so beat up anymore. And then... He does sheet masks. He did one this yeah. weekend. I did one this weekend. And then... Um, no, then it was he gave. Me, then I had like a moisturizer, and I was like, okay, I'm not all dried up anymore. I don't look like my face is gonna yeah. fall off. And then um, now I'm just like, okay, this is it's like normal. Yeah. It's part of because I don't because I know what it it went from yeah. to what it what it is now. He right. gets like a very like a facial probably every three months. That's awesome. Yeah, he's all pretty my friends good. doing it. Yeah, all yeah. his friends do it. Honestly, it's so funny how scared they are. Like, they're, yeah, they're, guys are scared. They're, they're they have a routine, and it's the unknown. Listen, I'm a guy that's got like, you know, multiple tattoos and yeah. stuff. And I was more scared to have somebody picking at my face than, you know, digging a needle into my arms, you know? Yeah. Like Dave is from the military. He went to Iraq. He served in Iraq and he has like eight steps and all his friends, they honestly are interested in it, but they're afraid to talk about it. So they literally would pull him aside and be like, hey, so what do you recommend? And they don't have that conversation that girls get to have, I guess. And so they're 
they just don't have that outlet. No, but we're not. We're you're not, right. It is taboo. We're not yeah, sitting around the bar talking about our skin routines. Yeah. It's not. It's not happening. But then once they see, and guys will benefit immediately. They just add one product, and they'll see an instant result because they literally were doing nothing. And so just like adding a moisturizer, adding one cleanser, they're gonna break out less. They're gonna have clearer skin. They're gonna have softer skin, and they're just gonna go crazy. And people get really into it. I know a lot of guys are into well, it. We get we get a benefit too because we shave, so it's like oh yeah, ex- exfoliating all the time, right? Yeah, so. and but then a lot of people who shave see they're really dry there, like yeah. flaky. That happens. Yeah. So then if they just add a moisturizer to the routine, oh, it does wonders. Yeah, it has. I'm doing it. wonders for myself, Lauren. Right? <laughs> so what is your morning skincare routine? Can you really break us down through the whole process? And I don't care if it's 80 steps. I want to know everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, oil cleanser, for sure. Oil cleansers are the best way to remove any impurities. Um, and Totally yeah, agree. It's so relaxing, too. Do you use an oil cleanser? Yeah. Do you use an oil cleanser? Um, I, the, the Glow Recipe girls, right? They gave me... Got him. I think, And I think it's one you would approve of. It's, uh, I can't. I, I don't can't, know the brand. I green tea. Is a green tea one? There's a know. few. There's a few. There's so many oil I feel like you, I feel like we need to get them on an oil cleanser. If you have any recommendations, yes. I would love to totally. buy it. The brands are probably pissing me because I can't remember. The only reason <laughs> okay. I remember Dr. Dennis is because like I literally sat across from the table with him for so long, and and his things are bright orange. It's but a game changer. There's a few. Yeah, there's some. He needs some an oil cleanser. Let's put it that way. Yeah, whether you're dry or. Um, oily it benefits you so oil cleansers for sure then the water-based cleanser so this um there's this one with um cranberries that i love and that's like my double cleanse and then i use a toner beauty water um and then i go into um i usually have a chemical exfoliant um two times a week and i use the dr oracle peeling sticks that has ha and bhas in it and then i also have a physical scrub that i use alternating days the skin food black sugar mask wash off which makes my skin feel like baby smooth and then i go into essences so essences are the lightweight like serums and it's good to layer so that you could lock all that moisture and hydration in and that's usually either the neogen micro essence or the misha first dream and essence those are my two favorites and then i go into serums i, <laughs> I need an essence Ooh! oh my gosh i need an essence i'm gonna curate like a little I need an essence yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you all my favorites. The show notes this week are gonna be yeah, long, they're gonna right? be like, gonna have everybody. We're gonna, we'll have all these linked for if you could okay. send us all these. Yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, I use uh, this new serum that I love from the plant base, which is made out of rice ceramides, 74% rice ceramides. So good, my skin drinks it up. Um, and then I, when I have time, I use a sheet mask. Um, my favorite sheet mask right now is the Neogen capsule mask. You use a sheet mask after you've done all this? No, no, when I have time and. It's more, separate. yeah, separate. Okay, so okay. basically I would replace any essence step. Got it. Yeah. And then, cause that is an essence in a sheet mask. Um, and then after that, I will use a moisturizer to lock everything in. So there's a Claire's rich moist soothing moisturizer, which is, uh, won the 2017 Best of Korea Beauty Award for, from Soko Glam. And then I use a sunscreen during the day, the Neogen Daylight Sunscreen. And can you find all these products on your site? Yes. Okay, I don't know if you already have this, but if you don't, you should totally do this. You should have one page of your exact morning routine that's just like exactly okay. what Charlotte uses. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. And we, we can like go and see and look at and shop your exact routine. Yeah, and I would love to, I mean, because I'm actually a, a very unique well, not unique skin type. I feel like everyone that I talk to is dealing with hormonal acne, and that's literally had no issues with acne really until I hit thirty. And so, I I wonder if your listeners would want. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. So what? Let's let's. I don't think yeah. we talked about it on the show. What's is hormonal acne? So hormonal acne is when you have 
internally, it basically causes breakouts underneath the surface of your skin. So it's not really a result of you touching your face or having bacteria on your face. It's really internal coming out. And so it's hard to control. Like a lot of women have it during around their period. That's when their hormones go out of whack and then they experience breakouts. And normally you have hormonal acting when it's on your chin or your cheek area. Those, so anyone that gets reoccurring pimples in those area that are painful underneath the skin, that is hormonal acne. Is and it a by diet way, thing or? It is no. sometimes affected by diet, coffee, um, milk, sometimes it, it depends on person to person, but you could just suddenly get, you could have clear skin your entire life and then suddenly when you hit a certain age or 27, 32, you could just get it. So how do you prevent it or how do you stop so, it? So chemical exfoliants are really important for that and then um, cleansing thoroughly and those pimple patches really do help a lot. I forgot to bring it this trip, and <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of regretting that, but um, yeah, and so for me, when I first started getting it, when I hit 30 years old, exactly, it was like the day of my birthday, I had really um, severe hormone acne along my chin, I was like freaking out. I was like, is this a result of stress? Which it could be, but it kept current recurring every week, every month, and I was like, oh my God, this is hormone acne. This is what everyone talks about. And it like hits you like a ton of bricks, and then I figured out a way to control it using products, using chemical exfoliants, using these certain products. And so now I've gotten down um, nine, every 60 days, I'll be clear. And then one day it'll just pop up. And this happened two days ago. And I'm just so mad. <laughs> you know what is funny is um, I, I have a secret Facebook group where all these women kind of connect. And I'm seeing more and more and more that people over 30 are getting this acne that you're yes. talking about. And I think it's something that a lot of women don't want to talk about because they feel that they're supposed to be getting acne in their teens. So no one's talking about it. So I think that you coming on here and sharing tips for that is just amazing. It is. It's um, such, like, it's so prevalent. Like, I go on media tours all the time. I talk to all these beauty editors from Allure, um, Glamour, all the editors. They're always talking about hormonal acne. And it's such a pain. It so is because you you're, like, thinking about wrinkles and acne at the same well, time. You, that sucks. Probably because they it's frustrating because you can't figure out what the cause of it is. Right? And it just it comes out of yeah. nowhere. You're like, why is this all of a sudden springing up in my life? And you're like, I thought I'd be done with acne because, you know, you think it's teens. And then you're suddenly having to control wrinkles. Like you want anti-aging products, but then you also want to think about pimples and like acne treatments. And that sucks. How much does, <laughs> how much does diet factor into your skincare? It does. It's huge. Like I think beauty is inside out as well. Like the more you, I mean, you, just because you drink a lot of water doesn't mean that you're going to have super dewy hydrated skin because you don't hydrate from the inside out. But overall, your well, your entire body is going to be healthier with more water, right? Like what are some What are some bad foods if you eat that are, you know are going to have an immediate effect on skin? I think caffeine is not good for your skin because it dries. It well, dries. now we know the root <laughs> of my issues. It is really. They say that to drink coffee with sips of water in between. You know, it's it's not good because it dries out your skin. You know, like smoking, that's terrible for your skin. Yeah, alcohol. I feel like dairy, but only in America. Yeah. Like, there's something about the dairy here yes. that's different than when I go to Europe. So true. Uh, dairy comes out. Also, I have found that that having a prebiotic and probiotic really helps. Um, and I, I even get it from my food. Like, it doesn't have to be a pill. You can you you know you could eat like a good Greek yogurt from the farmer's market. Just so getting true. that good bacteria in. It's There's so like a true. big uh, craze right now. You know, everyone's putting collagen in food. Oh, right? yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think it could help a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be life changing. Yeah. There's another marketing play, huh? <laughs> Maybe. It's just, it's just not going to be like... He loves to talk about marketing plays. Well, no, because I think it's <laughs> because you hear too many. There's so many different things, right? Like you got to put this in, you got to put that in, you got to eat this, you got to eat that, and like it's like got. I'm trying to decipher what 
is real and what's not. So just to round it out, if someone's out there and they're dealing with hormonal acne, you mm-hmm. would recommend the acne patches, the little yeah, round cos- ones. Yeah, Costarex. And what are two other things that they could do at home? So the Dr. Oracle peeling sticks, those have AHA and BHAs that you use once or twice a week to clear your pores out. And then um, another product I recommend is basically using a very light moisturizer. A lot of people shy away from moisturizing their skin because they're like, I have a pimple. I don't want to suffocate it or I don't want to put anything emollient over it. And actually your skin is inflamed. It needs to be hydrated and protected. And it's actually very important that it's that you use the right moisturizer. Yes, there's wrong moisturizers to use over acne, like anything super creamy is not good, but then there's so many water-based moisturizers that are good for acne. Those are great tips. Why did you decide to write a book? Did you just feel like it was a pillar of the brand? Um, so I actually got my, once we started Soko Glam and we were doing all the customer service inquiries and we were just like building the business, um, I was getting so many questions about skincare in very in-depth ways. Like I knew about the trends in Korea, I knew how to set up a routine, but now people are saying, you know, I am dealing with this and that and how do I fix this? And I couldn't give them really great answers because I didn't have any science um, behind any of my responses. So that's why I decided to go to esthetician school and I loved everything I learned from there. Um, and then then as a result of that, I started writing columns for Into the Gloss and beauty pubs about skincare and K-beauty. And I you became- You have to write one for the Skinny Confidential. I'd love to, about hormonal acne. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And um, basically uh, an editor reached out to me and said, hey, I've been reading your columns about Korean beauty and there's no book out there about explaining about skincare. And so why, why don't you write a book? And I thought it was spam. I was like, yeah, sure. Like who's this person contacting me? First one, I didn't have time and I was like, I'm not gonna write a book. I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. I write like 800 word columns. And then um, my friend who's a writer herself, she's like, actually that agent is from one of the top uh, agencies in New York. You should actually, it seems legit. So I ended up hopping on a call and they told me, hey, I think you'd be perfect for this. You should do this. And I was a naysayer in that. And I said, uh, I, I backed away and I said, well, I'm I'm not an author. I've never written a full book before. This is like really daunting. They're like, okay, don't worry about it. Whenever you're ready, just let us know. And so I remember telling my friend, oh, it is, they're not really interested in me because if they were interested in me, they would have been like, no, Charlotte, you should do this. You know, this is, this is perfect for you. But they were just so easy to let me go. I was, I was really like, um, I, I was like, oh, this is, this is not an actual opportunity. And then, um, Later on, I ended up talking to them and they said, and I told them, oh, I could tell that, you know, you're maybe not interested in me as an author. And they said, no, 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 we are, but we're not in the business of convincing authors to be authors. Like you have to be in it yourself and you have to be confident. You have to want to do this. Otherwise, we're not going to like drag you through this process. So I thought that was so interesting um, because it's almost like I almost prevented myself from having the opportunity just for my own self-doubt. Do you think writing a book has helped kind of content market for your brand? Yes, it's been such an important part of Soko Glam because I was able to lay it out all lay it all out in that book. Um, I was able to use my esthetician background, share my knowledge, and give more context behind Korean beauty, um, and at the same time share my journey. It wasn't a book that's going to be like a dermatologist would write, you know, oh all the science and be very boring and dry. It was about I was this girl in California that grew up with no skincare routine. You know, you read it and you understand, like, I just wanted it to be personable and and just my true self, which is 
I'm not a dermatologist that cared about skincare since I was seven years old or something crazy. And I'm not this expert where, you know, no one will read it and feel daunted like, oh, I can't do that. Like, okay, of course she knows everything and she's really good at it. But yeah, I'm like way past her age and I can't get started because I just haven't been conditioned to know about skincare. So hopefully through the book, they read it and they go, oh, she did it. Like she picked it up when she was like way past like you know her teens and she she kind of like picked it up from her friends and she learned about it now she knows a lot about skincare i could do that too and that was my hope with the book and that's why i kind of like laid it all out there in the book without being kind of like trying to be like this perfect skincare expert i love your book i have it you can find it on amazon it looks great on the instagram feed (laughs) before you go what is one book or resource or podcast that you could recommend to our audience that's made a big difference in your career a book um could, could be, be a podcast anything. could be a tv show could be a netflix series oh, yeah. we've been uh, talking a lot about skincare so you could we don't ha- yeah. it doesn't have to be about skincare just, you just anything that's made an impact on your life i think the podcast how i built this is a good one i mean it's just so inspiring to hear other people that have gone through this like crazy journey and come out of it alive <laughs> and um it's it's nice to hear that um, a lot of their stories have been rooted in passion and um, seeing it take them very far. And it's not always about like coming from an Ivy League or, you know, having everything lined up and perfect in your life. It's literally, I hear so many stories of people living from, living on on friends' couches. A lot of times it's the exact opposite. Yeah, and I like that. I like the rags to riches story. I like it too. Yeah, it's it's inspiring. Where can everyone find you? um, On Instagram, I'm mostly active on Instagram at Charlotte J. Cho. Um, and Soko Glam and The Clog. If you ever want to learn about skincare, check out theclog.co. Um, that's our sister site. It's all about skincare tips and Korean trends, and we update it every single day. We have really good content, really good advice from derms, and before and after pictures on how this particular step or technique or product can help you. Um, and of course, skincare is so personal, so it's not always going to, f- like, not everyone's going to read an article and be like, oh, this applies to me. But that's okay. So just check it out and hopefully you could learn something good. I like the name. Right. Does that mean like a clogged pore? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> See, a, Lauren, I'm you learning, have been I'm, around I'm the learning. skinny confidential audience <laughs> way <laughs> too much. I, I, I didn't even it. think of that. Yeah. It was well. okay. Let me, it, it is. It's with the K though, because they're a little okay. not too cream boot. But you're so good. See, Lauren, it's rubbing off. Right? Okay. I have a quick question for you then. What sure. does Soko Glam stand for? Fuck. <laughs> South Korea beauty. Okay, well. South Korean bla- glam. glam. Okay, yeah. I was looking at it in the context of like, what does it okay, mean for you're skin? you're gonna tell me about a clogged pore. All right, yeah. that was really good. Let me check good. your face. You guys right. No, but that was see. really good too, because most people will, like they've shopped the site for years or even our close personal friends will suddenly be at like a dinner party and be like, does Soko stand for South Korean? And we're like, yes. They're like, well, mind blown. It, I'm, it, I get what, where that's going, but I was looking at it like, what is, I thought I didn't know a skincare, another skincare term. So listen, yeah, no, just give no, me my clog. No, this is good. This is good. Thanks for giving my husband all this information. Now when we're hooking up, he can look at my face and go, what's that? This is how he looks at me sometimes. He's like looking all over my face and I'm like, I- listen, I've created down, this devil. The downside of this is I'm noticing a lot of things now. Like I'm looking at it's everybody. It's so true. I'm like, yo, what's, what's going Going on there, right? And if I, the and other so, day, he told his friends, "You got some big blackheads on your nose listen, that we got to get removed." I got about six meetings today, and I'm going to be going around the table looking at, you know, doing a deep dive. He has his magnifying glass so out. Thank you for yeah, coming on the show. No, thank you for having me. Had so much fun. Thank you, guys. Before you take off, do you want a short, fun, festive email from me? 
Tipsy Thursday is by me with lots of value, lots of tips, five tips every week to get specific, favorite song of the week, show, book, wellness tip, random tricks. We're going to have some guest posters, lots of fun. It's super short, straight to the point, nothing long, something you can read on your phone. To check it out, go to theskinnyconfidential.com and click Lauren Everts, then subscribe. Drop your email in the box and you'll get the next one. And secondly, let's do a little woo for play giveaway, okay? Who wants some coconut oil lube? All you have to do is tell me your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram, and I will pick two winners to win woo for play, some coconut oil lube. We had some fun with some woo this weekend. I always have fun with with or without you. A lot of fun. And if you rate and review the podcast, screenshot it, email it to asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com, and we'll send you my five top beauty hacks straight to your inbox. And with that, we will see you next Tuesday. This episode was brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning space offering more than 20,000 courses. I'm actually using the platform to learn After Effects, which is the platform that creates all of our Instagram stories, motion graphics. This is a tool for brands and individuals to acquire new skills or take novice skills to an expert level. Think of it as the Netflix of learning skills. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today, including myself, with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Skinny Confidential listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com skinny. Again, go to Skillshare.com skinny to start your two months of learning now. That's Skillshare.com skinny, and everything will be linked in the show notes. This fun episode is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is a one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality, and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty products, and household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts the middleman out, which we love. Thrive Market is offering all TSC, him and her listeners, $60 in free groceries and free shipping with a one-month trial when you go to thrivemarket.com skinny. Make sure you guys get the vitamin C mask. It's orange. It's amazing. It's so, so good if you want vibrant skin. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Happy shopping.